I'm fresh to death like a million bucks. I threw on my red socks with my all red chucks. Stepped out the house, thought sure, oh no. I went back in, I forgot my... I can't say that word. What's going on, everybody? Listen, we're going to be talking about the 49ers and their fresh new look. The buy is over. It's Jaguars week. Let's get down to the nitty gritty right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. Let's go, baby. We so bright that we shine it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Wayne Breezy, the one and only. We back. It's Monday. You already know what time it is. And I'm here rocking with the best. And that's y'all. Give yourselves the round of applause. Shout out to our sponsors over at Residency. We're going to start the show right off, right? Like, kick it in. Like, right? Residency.com. Use that promo code SFBreezy. Save on your total purchase, you can save $5, guys, on your next purchase. Listen, that code isn't going away. Will they up the code? Maybe we could do something different around the holiday season. Maybe they'll create me a Black Friday code. You guys to save a little bit more. But nonetheless, use that promo code SFBreezy if you want to rock. The Residency Drip, this is the brand that your 49er players are rocking, as well as your boy Breezy. And speaking of Breezy, listen, if you guys heard the intro music to the show, the video is now exclusive to everybody out there yes faithful to the bay is exclusive you can check it out right there on your youtube feed make sure you guys go ahead and check out faithful to the bay the music video was popping i can tell you right now listen we got travis king we got lake city fresh i got people from the midwest I guess Pittsburgh, whatever. I got people from the West Coast. We got my man Nobi who shot a killer video. Round of applause to those, to those three, right? But you know what? You know what I'm doing? I'm bridging the gap, right? I'm trying to bring that East Coast, West Coast vibe back. And it is all love, man. Shout out to everybody. Baritz out there. My man Fetty. Like everybody that was a part of the scene. My man Nick right here from the East Coast. Nick Para. John Chapman. Big help. Miss Debbie. Oh my gosh. Miss Mary. Like the faithful definitely came out. And now you can see their work. My man Lennox out there. His son was out there. It was so dope. Like I'm, I'm just telling you, the vibe was crazy. If you didn't get a chance to check out the video, it's right here on YouTube. It doesn't cost you a thing. Check out the video. Now, do me a favor, though. What I need you to do is get the video and share it. If you're in a, if you're in a Niners group, if you're in a music group, if you're in any type of a group, share it amongst the people. Put the word out there. Breezy's doing music, and I promise this won't be the last song. All right? I promise. I Time downtown we're gonna be working i got i got people already in the queue we working you know we working all right shout out to everybody that participated to all the help that we had out there to the supporters jack jacks knox was in the building it, it was it was just so dope you know what i'm saying shout out to peachy holding things down here uh, at home it just just making sure everything went smoothly all the boxes were checked I, it was just a great moment uh but i am looking to do that 
every year. I'm looking to do a new music video every year, create a song uh, where I'm bridging the Bay and the, and the East Coast together and shooting a music video. It won't be during a Dallas Cowboy week. I tell you, that was the most expensive freaking week of my life. Can you say cha-ching? It was expensive. Won't be doing that again. But listen, we'll definitely pick a week where I know that the faithful are going to be out there. People will be able to travel. We'll do another music video. So I'm going to make it an annual thing. Uh, it was something really cool. The whole weekend was crazy. Shout out to all the members of the Breezy Bunch crew. Niner Rich, what's going on, baby? Shout out to everybody out there. I got to show them some love because they're in the building. Jax is in the building. Hey, Wayne and Faithful, it's a good day. Glad 49ers football is back. Hopefully we are on the road to winning games and playing good football like I know we can. <gasps> I swear, people can say stuff. I promise you, a song will pop up in my head. I know we can't what? be what I want to be. Hey, bosses in the building, they should be fresh and hungry on defense and ready to get groceries. And that offense should be a well-oiled machine. Let's get back to dominating. I love it. Miss Debbie, good morning, Wayne. Blessings to you on this unprecedented bye week. Victory Monday for our beloved 49ers. We'll talk about that victory in a second. Blessings to all uh, the BBs and everyone joining. Please remember, hit that like button, y'all. If y'all ain't hit it yet, you know what I'm saying? Steve, I don't know if you're still watching. I know you was in here early. I know. Listen, I see your comment. Good morning, bro. Let's just say I miss you, but I just want to put this out there right now. I just want you to know I love you, but you ain't. And you know where I'm going to be alluding to. I ain't even going to comment. But listen, I promise you, 4 p.m., you do not want to miss no harm. And I'm back. I promise, 4 p.m., you do not want to miss No Harm, No Foul. I said it again. 4 p.m., you do not want to miss No Harm, No Foul. Mike Andrews, you do not want to miss that show. Matter of fact, I'm just going to hit the record button, and Mike got 30 minutes of spotlight, all right? 30 minutes of spotlight, all right? Don't ask me what happened. I clicked the button on the damn mouse. Why I, I, I don't like mice. With all these buttons. Just give me the two buttons at the top. This one even got the two buttons at the top. I clicked on the button, and then bada boom, bada bing. All right? Look, 4 p.m., no harm, no foul. Make sure you tune in, Easter Standard Time. And then Nitty Gritty at 7 p.m., woo! There's levels to stuff, you know? Straight, you know, early day, keep keep everything cool, calm and collected, midday, get a little, get a little you know, you know how midday be, but at night, no Holes barred. Listen, I got to shout out to my man out there. I'm feeling really good, ladies and gentlemen. We got a shout out. We got a new member of the channel. <laughs> I'm going to make sure you get the voice right. Nighthawk Afterburner. Did I say that right? Nighthawk Afterburner. I hope I said that right. Uh, You know what I'm saying? I think I did. I hope I did. Nighthawk Afterburner. All right. Nighthawk Afterburner, thank you so much for coming a member of the channel. I truly remember. Eric, when I tell you you guys are so dope out there, when I tell you you guys are so dope, Breezy with a moment of silence for the three straight losses. I don't think the way y'all think, but I mean, the way you come up with the stuff is so dope. 
That's exactly why that happened the way it happened. Quick moment of silence, because I could tell you right now, the losing stops. It's done. The losses are over. I think there's one more game that the 49ers will potentially lose, and they still may even find a way to win it. And I'm not going to tell you what that game is, but I will say that the Niners are going to go ham, burger, and cheese. I guarantee you, and I'm talking American cheese, the cheese that's not good for you. I don't even know if it's real, but it melts perfectly. They're going to go ham, burger, and cheese. I like to say hamburger and cheddar. I prefer cheddar cheese on my hamburgers. But at this, I'm telling you right now, when we're, we're and this show is about how fresh the 49ers are going to be. And guess what I'm going to do? We're going to open up the phone lines, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I want to hear from you. Oh, I want to hear from you. Oh, because you know I'm fucking with you. I'm just playing. I just, there was a movie. And the girl and the dad, they did that. And that junk just made me like, yes. Because if that was my son, he definitely wouldn't have been looked down upon. I would have been out there supporting him. And then we would have had to deal with whatever the consequences was after that. Shout out to Jax Knox, who just gifted a member. All right? We got a new member that's going to be joining my man, Nick Nice 21 Congratulations. Jax Knox is in the building. And we're going to kick off the show with the first Super Chat contribution james welsh in the building listen it's what i love about this because when you super chat contribute i'll talk about anything under the sun it is what it is and i like this right here he says when i see cj stroud and top quarterbacks and we expect to win super bowl with purdy ain't no fans can i can i read can i revamp that last th- ain't no fans like the fans we got hold up because you just put us on. ain't no fans like the fans we got no one will settle faster to make them happy it doesn't take a lot they don't ask for things like super bowl rings i couldn't get it to work but i got the melody in my head and i knew exactly where you was going with james welsh all right quick music trivia question who sang that song who the originators of ain't no like the one, not, not ain't no woman like the one I got. Let's see if y'all know y'all music. All right, listen, James, I appreciate the contribution. Listen, CJ Stroud is tearing up the league as a rookie, like rookies should do. I'm, I, I, can I give CJ Stroud, you know what? Can I give the Miko Ryans and that Houston Texans organization just a round of applause? Hey. It's funny because I still think that they're struggling a little bit defensively. I mean, they give up a lot of points, and they've been giving up points. But, man, offensively, they've been on it. (laughs) Offensively, they've been on it. How cool is it? Because Kali said the OJs, right? And then it's the four tops, right? I like it. I like where y'all coming from. But, like, you know, I, I, I like it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So let's look. I thought it was the four tops, but Kyle, let's see if Kylie's right. Ain't no woman like the one I got. I got the four tops. It is the four tops. Did the OJs do a version of this song? Now, I like, you know, where Red Jet Shell's coming from. She's talking Jay-Z. You know, they sampled it. Jay-Z, Foxy Brown. Definitely was a sample. Definitely the sample is what I grew up on. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. We got a super sticker, and I wish I could see the super sticker. So I'm going to look on my... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look at my Instagram, I mean my, my YouTube, just to see if the sticker pops up. Because I want to see what these stickers be looking like. They don't show 
the look right here. So there it is. It's the microphone. I like it. <laughs> Thank you, Edgar, man. I appreciate it. Listen, let's talk some Niners. That was a great little time just to kind of like recap. You know what I mean? Thank you. I appreciate you for saving the song. Speaking of the song, uh, if you there, look inside, well, if you go on the YouTube store, there is uh, some faithful to the Bay merchandise. But if you want and the T-shirts and hoodies, right? Sh- shut up. And if you want the rally towel, we have those on hand. All right, the rally towels are fifteen dollars. All you have to do, if you want to support. All right, it's sent. I got to pay back people for this trip. If you want to support, all you got to do is send me an email. I'm going to put the email. The email is thewaynebreezy at gmail.com. All right, all you got to do is email me. Okay, now I will look to create something on the website. All right, and then you guys can, you know, get it from there. And that's what we're working on right now. But for right now, if you want a rally towel, favorite to the Bay rally towels, they look really dope. We actually have those in stock. All right. And then they will be shipped out to you personally. All right. So it's fifteen dollars and, and you know, we'll, we'll take care of that. All right. So, guys, support the brand, support what we're doing here. Uh, and I promise I didn't have to get any clearance or it is no copyright infringement on the rally. Talk. You don't have to worry about a player, you know, adding you on your Twitter or anything like that. All right. Like the you will be free and clear. You don't have to worry about anything. Boom. All right. Unless the Golden Gate Bridge sends me an email saying that, you know, I can't use the Golden Gate Bridge because they created the. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying. All right. So, look, that that is what it is. What's going on, Ty? I see you out there, bro. All right. Let's get down to some Niners news. Look, Miss Debbie put out a uh, uh, she she put out a comment earlier. She said it. You know, it's Monday. It's victory Monday. And people are probably like, what the hell? How is it victory Monday? Listen. Every team in the NFC West lost. All right? So let's go. Let's go. It's a victory right there. Not only is that a victory, the 49ers are, guess what? Guess what? Wait, 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 wait. Wait for it. 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 It's coming. It's coming. It's a pause. It's a pause for a reason, right? It's a pause for a reason because I got to get the bomb ready, all right? So wait for it. Here it comes. Here it comes. I'm going to scroll it down at the bottom of the screen. Here we go. You ready? There it is. The 49ers back in first place just like that. Name another team that could take a break and finish in first place by the end of the week. San Francisco 49ers. All they had to do was take a break and let the league do what the league does. Just like that. Bam. Just like that. All right. So the 49ers were on their bye week. And as they were on their bye week, the Seahawks lost. The Rams lost. The Cardinals got they whipped. And the 49ers didn't lose anything. And speaking of not losing anything, looks like they're going to be getting a bunch of players back. And we can celebrate that the Niners are back in first place, man. It. It, it it speaks volumes to what they did, you know, five and three by the bye week on a little bit of, you know, trajectory going downwards. But easy fixings, right? It's not like the team looked terribly bad. You get what I'm saying? It's not like the team looked terribly bad in those three losses. I thought the worst of the three losses was getting beat by the Cincinnati Bengals. 
But then when I watched the Bengals play the Buffalo Bills last night, I'm like, shoot, the Bengals are good. 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 They were bad at the beginning of the season because Joe Burrow, I guess, was injured, and they were trying to figure it out. But guess what? He's not injured anymore. And the Bengals look good. They look good. They look good defensively. They look good offensively. Uh, they look good. So at the end of the day, out of the three losses, I felt like that one, I'll take it on the chin. The other two, still questionable in my opinion. Like that, the other two are still questionable in my opinion. Hold up, I gotta take another music break. If you don't like it, my bad. But when I see people citing the lyrics to a song that's dear to my heart, I gotta give them a little live action. Now, on the record, my man Lake City Fresh is definitely holding down the vocals. V O K A L S. Oh, for my people out in Cali, V O. Capital C-A-L-S, however you want to spell vocals. But I'm going to try to do him a little bit of justice. Here we go. <clears throat> me, 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 me. We so bright that we shining. Hey, all we know is the Niners. Oh, red and gold at its finest. We're so faithful to the bay. Yes, that is it. The video was out. Go ahead and check it out. We got the merch ready to go for that as well. Uh, but Alberto, thank you so much for that, man. I just, I had to give you a... A quick shout out for that, man. But listen, George, source, George, come on, George, George, George. I don't, I don't think he's trash. He's definitely a, 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 a trash fantasy football player because he messed up my whole first three, four weeks of football. Yes, trash net, but come on, he's not a trash quarterback, bro. He's not a trash quarterback. I don't think he's trash. He was better than Josh Allen. Is Josh Allen trash? Just asking a question. Asking a question. Now, I promise you guys, we're going to have a show today. We probably are going to do a show Wednesday. I think I got a lot of busy schedule, but we'll figure it out. But listen, Niners are back in first place. That is super good. Let's talk about some other good stuff with the 49ers, you know, because I know a lot of people, you know, the Niners are practicing today, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the Niners are practicing. And guess who's going to be wearing number 92? Bam! Bam, bam, thank you, man. Yes, number 92 is going to be my man, the one and only Chase Mother Young. Chase Young is going to be wearing number 92. It's going to be cool. So let's look at that defensive front, right? We got, let's look at it. Come on, come on. Help me, help me with it. We got 97. We got... Uh, 98, we got 91, and now 92 on the other end. That's starting front four. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's nasty. It's nasty. And listen, you want to talk about fresh? Well, at least we know in one area the 49ers are going to be fresh in because they got a brand-new player that just joined the team. Tabor Pepper said, look, like he's in the locker room today. He's like, shoot, I almost... Didn't forgot we we traded for this kid like at the bye week. Like, look, they have a fresh new look, and it starts with Chase Young. I think the Niners are gonna get a few things with Chase Young, and we talked about it all last week. They're gonna get fresh energy. They're gonna get a guy that can definitely contain the edge when it comes to running. He can see and can contain it, which means he'll hold his own ground out there, not allow the rushers to get up there, and give enough time for them linebackers to get there, seal the deal. 
And man, we just talk about a kid that can win his one on ones with moves and and not just pure strength and different things like that. And I think I think the most important factor of having Chase Young, and a lot of people forget it, is the simple fact that you can't double him and double Bosa. Like you can't double both. Like, like you can't. Like it's not. It's almost impossible unless. You're you're leaving six guys, six minus eleven. So that means only five guys are actually part of the play, which are the five offensive weapons. Like I, I like that doesn't make any sense. And even seven, like I de- max protect. I think the Niners were struggling with max protect. I think that's the issue because that's what ha- you want to know what Nick Bosa does to 49ers um, offensive lines. He changes the way they protect the quarterback. So like yes. I'm a, I'm a little sad because his numbers are down when it comes to sacks, but he's still top five in, in, in pressures, right? And on top of that, he's changing the way that offensive lines, offensive minds, offenses, period, protect. So when you see Max protect, that means everybody blocking for the quarterback. It's because of Nick Bosa. I'm curious to see how defenses are going to play. I mean, how offensive lines are going to be prepared now that the 49ers have a max protecting buster. I think, like, not a buster in a bad way for all you uh, West Coast fans out there, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like, they got a person that can bust up that max protection because it's going to be interesting to watch. So, look, I, like, Chase Young is there. 92, he's going to be wearing. Shout out to Nick Bosa, who was who stayed behind, was getting him, and Chris Kosarek was getting him acquainted to how the Niners are, are going to run, uh, how they run things and things like that. I thought that was pretty spot on. You know what I'm saying? So, look, I'm excited. Uh, Chase Young is going to be there. If you want to talk about what what's going to – the first thing that's going to make them, like, look refreshed or a new fresh look or however you want to look at it, it's Chase Young being there. It's Chase Young being there. Now, we got good news, and then, we, of course, we got to talk about the bad news because now the 49ers on the offensive side, yes, they do look to get Trent Williams back, but we haven't – Hopefully he's practicing this week. If Trent Williams shows up to practice this week, you're going to hear my praise dance go off. I can tell you that right now. We're going we're gonna to kick it right in with the praise dance, right? You're going to hear it go off. Why? Because, believe it or not, I know the 49ers offensive line is just ranked pretty darn low, and I get it. But, man, they look better on film when Trent Williams is out there. I don't care if they rank 32nd. When Trent Williams is out there, the offensive line has more continuity. They play different. They play a lot better. But they will be without their starting left guard and Aaron Banks, which means now they're going to be there's going to be another replacement on the offensive line. How will this affect the pass pro? How will this affect the run game? Because the Niners are trying to figure out how to get back to basics get back to the basics, get back to dominating, get back to the things that they were doing the first five weeks in the NFL when everybody was healthy and there wasn't a care in the world. Now you're dealing with health, right? That's that's adversity. You're dealing with, you know, other teams now watching film and finding ways how to, how to counter what you're trying to do to them. But listen, the Niners offense, I feel like the offensive line is going to have to figure out a way to continue to move that ball Aaron Banks won't be a part of that probably for the next few weeks because he's dealing with turf toe, which is an extended toe or things about that or, you know, it is what I. And so, look, so I, you know, you know, people have questions about it. And he wants to know my thoughts about seeing some Elm Manning with Banks out. You know, that's a name we haven't 
really seen. And I think, you know, because, you know, it all comes down to how well has he practiced? You know, how well does he practice this week in preparation for the Jacksonville Jaguars? I think Il Manning is a dope uh, a name that you just brought up. He is on the practice squad. This is a guy that was released. Uh, he went to, the, I think, the Arizona Cardinals, if I'm not mistaken. And now he's back on the 49ers practice squad. And so, like, how will we get to see any of him? It all depends, bro, on how well he practices. Because there's some people that's ahead of him on the depth chart. I wouldn't be surprised if it's to Nick Zakel, if he gets to look at the left guard, if it's uh the veteran that we signed and um John Feliciano, do they shift him to the left side? Uh, we'll, we'll see. But there's good, somebody we'll, we'll know today who's take. You know, today that's what I'm going to be paying attention to. I'm glad you brought that up, Notorious Gav. Uh, I'm going to be paying attention to who is left guard at practice today. All I know is I'm just hoping that the left tackle today is mother freaking Trent Williams. Like there, like that. That's what I'm hoping for. I think that's 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 a bit of the bad news. Good morning. Uh, is it Bao Bao Ho? I hope I said that right. Good morning to you, family. Uh, <laughs> not reading that one. Uh, but listen, we'll see how he plays. My man Demarcus said, uh, like Feliciano looked decent against uh in the Cowboys game when Banks went out. So will he get the start? He is the veteran, right? But again, it comes down to how well they prep and practice and things like that. And so if Feliciano is starting at practice, I'm expecting him to get the green light to fill in for the notorious Aaron Banks. You know what I'm saying? But listen, guys, this is something we got to pay attention to. As far as other injuries, you know, Debo Samuel is going to be back. Uh, he's ready to go. That's a that's a good sign, man. You don't know what it's like to have Debo Samuel back. You want your offense in sync, then you have to have that key piece. Uh, and so, like, having Debo out there, we've talked about it several times. It's going to allow the offense to be a lot more fluid. Fluidity is everything in the San Francisco 49ers. Fluidity is everything with the San Francisco 49ers. Now, pay attention because... Like some players, we talked about this a little bit last week. Obviously, Anthony Brown is gone. Uh, they signed Jesse Davis to the practice squad, offensive lineman. They also released uh, cornerback Kendall Sheffield. All right. And now the practice window, Samuel Womack III, Darrell Luter Jr., Danny Gray, another wide receiver. Will these guys, their window is open. Will these guys get called up off of the IR? That is something that we need to pay attention to. I'm hoping that we are, I'm hoping that they are, excuse me, because, you know, we didn't address the cornerback situation, uh, you know, by the trade deadline. Apparently, there were rumors out there that they definitely were inquiring some players uh, like Jalen Johnson or whatever. But all that stuff fell through and possibly they have the answers right there. They just waiting for them to get healthy and be ready to go. So I just wanted to remind you that there are some players out there uh, that are going to be looking to, you know, practice this week and possibly move up on the depth chart. Move up on the depth chart, all right? So there you go, man. You got your 49ers news. You got the reports that's going on. You got Chase Young. Oh, man, I can't wait to see. I know when he practices today, the moment he hits the field, internet's going to go bananas. Bananas. I can feel it. I can feel it. Now, listen, Madden Simulation will be this Thursday, 1 p.m., Eastern freaking standard time. All right. And we're going to get the first new look of Chase Young wearing 92. Madden, make sure you upgrade him to where he's wearing the number 92 number. Okay. 
first look at that. I can't wait. 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As far as Friday's schedule, it is subject to change. That is my travel day. I will be headed down to Jacksonville Friday, so there may not be any live content from Breezy. I will look to at least try to get the No Harm, No Foul show in. If not, I'm sure Mike will have somebody filling in for me because uh, I might be on the airplane at the time. Hopefully, I'm at the airport where I could just sit down and 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 record. So, yeah. So, at the end of the day, we got content going to be created for you uh, on this particular show on this particular channel. Uh, before I open up the phone lines, uh, I do want to talk about where I have the 49ers as far as midseason accolades. You know, I got the MVP to team, the most improved player to team, offensive player of the mid-year, and then defensive player of the mid-year, okay? And I'm just going to give you my, my players. Um, this is tough, right? So I'm going to go... Uh, Let's go with most improved player. Ooh, this is tough. And, and feel free in the chat to post. We're going to do most improved players. All right? Most improved. Who is the most improved player on the San Francisco 49ers? Just curious to know. Put your answers in the chat. My MIP. I can't. I don't want to put him in the MIP. Dang. I'm going to go I'm going to go with Brock Purdy. I'm going to go with Brock Purdy as my most improved player and I know a lot of people are like, "Dang, how can he be most improved? He's declining, he's shooting interceptions, he's doing this, he's doing that." Listen, Brock Purdy in my opinion has stayed dang near at that sea level, right? And then things started shifting on him. Now, has he been able to adjust in most ways? I think under pressure and time and all those certain types of things and whatever, he's kind of flustered. Uh, but I feel like Brock Purdy has still improved in many different ways, right? He's still getting the ball out of his hands quickly. He's attempting the deep pass down the field. He's been highly accurate. He's highly precise. Uh, and guarantee you, like when the 49ers are leading in the games, Brock Purdy looks like MVP caliber. Uh, and at, for the first five weeks of football, he was actually in the MVP race. Uh, so I'm going to go with Brock Purdy. I'm going to put your players up there and give you a quick take on them uh, as we talk about it. Nick Nice says Jordan Mason. Nick Nice 21. Uh, Jordan Mason, like it. Uh, I don't get most improved from him because I just don't see enough of him. Uh, you know what I mean? To Marcus Lenore. That's a great freaking answer. Um, but it's weird, right? Because uh, not, not weird. It's just... Most improved. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out in ways he can in even in, even enhance his game and maybe not, you know, work on not being handsy. Because at the beginning of the year, he was getting a lot of penalties. He was leading the team in penalties. And I think it kind of shifted over, you know what I'm saying, to the other side, where now they're calling Mooney Ward. Uh, Ronnie Montoya says Javon Kinlaw definitely has gotten a lot better. And I think it's just due to his health and him being a rotative player. You know what I'm saying? And things like that. I think that's allowing him to play better and get off on the ball and continue to stuff that run and all that good stuff. Uh, and so I, I like, I love Ken Law. You guys know that. Like, I've always been rooting for him. 
Um, and and we'll see. We'll see how it continues to be after this bye week. Uh, Notorious GIV says Brandon Ayuk. So it's hard for me to give him most improved, but I this is the answer I was going to give, and I had to go with Brock Purdy. But there are reasons why I didn't give him most improved. I feel like Brandon Ayuk has been playing an elite level of football for the past two years. And so, like, I don't think he he's in the category of most improved, maybe in the category for MVP for the 49ers, maybe in the category for Offensive Player of the Year for the 49ers. So that's why I didn't name him as most improved. King Breeze, what's going on, baby? Shalom to you as well. Uh, and, and great morning to you. Ooh, Aaron Navarro, Jalen Moore. All right, I could dig it. Definitely, you see him... Uh, you see, you saw him play a really good game. La- uh, the last time we played football, thought he played really good. Uh, didn't give up many pressures. Uh, definitely improved. He did give up that one pressure at the end of the game. Like it's the <laughs> at the end of the game, like that. That's the only pressure that really matter. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we'll go with that. Notorious GAV doubled down and said Eric Armstead. Look, Eric Armstead continues to be what I like to call or what Steve Wilkes likes to call the blueprint. Like, you know, I I sub you could substitute to me the word blueprint for uh for standard or 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 anchor or whatever it is you choose to want to use. I like the blueprint. Uh Eric Armstead, I it's crazy because I feel like I know he doesn't produce high volume of numbers when it comes to certain things, but I guarantee if you take him off of that front, it's 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 a lot different. It's a lot different. Um, Eric Armstead provides a very valuable service to the San Francisco 49ers, and you know that these are the reasons why they decided to go with Eric Armstead and make sure that he was definitely one of the top paid. I want to say weapons on defense uh, in the in the NFL. So yeah, Eric Armstead is that um, he's that dude. He's that blueprint. So yeah, you can say he's most improved. I feel like Eric Armstead is just steady, steadfast. I really think you'll see Eric Armstead's numbers go sky high, especially in the playoffs, because that's when he. I'm not saying he doesn't give a hundred percent. I just know in the playoffs, it's. It's go hard or go home. And I just feel like Eric Armstead's button is clicked playoff check time. Like, you know what I mean? That's just how I feel. Hey, Melissa, what's going on? Uh, what's going on? I hope you guys are doing really well. Uh, and so, like, look, Max says, I agree. The effect of Armstead, effect or effect, I have no idea when to use which word. They both sound good. They just spell differently. But they do have a different meaning. Of Eric Armstead won't show up statistically. It just it just won't. Um, the, the Niners' defensive front isn't built for him to stand out statistically anymore. Uh, but it's the intangibles. There was a because because there was a uh, again credit to my man Johnny D- Dell. There was a, a screenshot he put out, and I thought it was the best screenshot I've seen all season long on what the defensive line looked like. <clears throat> and so Nick Bosa was was getting like double teamed. Uh, Javon Ken, uh, Javon Javon Hargrave was getting double teamed, and freaking um, oh my gosh, our edge rusher Randy Gregory was getting double teamed. That's six players on three players from the forty nine. Six on three, so it was like Armstead was one on one, but they didn't. But what they did was they ran away from Armstead. 
They were they were going out of his direction. So he couldn't make a play on the ball to show that he was winning his one-on-one. That is what they have been doing. That's what I call max protection. <laughs> That's what they are doing to the San Francisco 49ers pass rush. That's why adding Chase Young was huge. That's why adding another pass rusher was huge. You can't, what you're going to add? You're going to add eight people? Eight minus 11 is three. So that means there's only three options for the defense to cover? Shit. I wish they would. Troy, what's going on, baby? Peachy, what's good? I see you out there. And that's what I'm saying. And Peachy says apparently something was wrong with this defense for us to get such high caliber player. I just told you it was wrong. I just broke it down how just about every play was like that. I guarantee you I could find on film a bunch of plays on max protection to where they made sure they had six players, offensive players, on at least three of the 49ers guys, three to four guys. Like, it's just ridiculous. What's going on, Uncle Scott? So, yeah, like, I... I think the pass rush is going to be highly improved. All right, let's go with offensive player of the year, uh, player of the mid-year. It's Chris, shoot. It's Christian McCaffrey for me, offensive player of the mid-year. I mean, he's leading the NFL in rushing. He's also in the MVP caliber, but he is and he has been consistently like dominant and i know the last few games he doesn't have the explosive runs he was dealing with the oblique injury things like that but he continues to find ways to get into the end zone and you got to give that guy his flowers christian mccaffrey to me is the offensive uh player of the mid-year uh if i'm going to go defensive player of the mid-year i gotta go with fred warner He's the defensive player of the mid-year. My MVP, you guys are going to be mad about. I can, I can guarantee I can guarantee it. Um, but, yeah, like defensive player of the mid-year. Fred is the general out there. He's just about and leading the team in tackles. He's just, about, he's just out there doing all the crazy stuff, like what linebackers do. You know, we grew up on the insane in the membrane type of linebackers, and I feel like Fred Warner – is bringing the the line backing back into football like that that brain like the the Ray Lewis the Patrick Willis's the the Brian Erlockers like the the guys that talk crazy trash backed it up like that's what I'm getting from Fred Warner I can't stand Kali uh but yeah that's that's what I'm getting from from Fred Warner. And that's why he's my defensive player um, of the mid-year. And then we got to go to who I feel like is the MVP of the Niners. And I know, I know this person probably hasn't been seen playing MVP football. I get it. I understand it. But it's Nick Bosa. It's, it's, it's Nick Bosa. even without the sacks, I had to do a this 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 break. I had to do a deep dive into Bosa's effectiveness effectiveness on the football field, and he's been highly effective. Like there's there's nothing that like like Nick Bosa. 
he just he's just not getting sacks. And part is because of the way the offenses are designed to get the ball out of your hands super quick. But man, like that last game, let me know that Nick Bosa is frustrated and he's just going to go back. He's going to go all in. Now, I do expect, <clears throat> excuse me, to see the San Francisco 49ers get back to what they do best. And Richard Sherman said it. And Mike Andrews said it before Richard Sherman. And it was like, yo, they just got to go back to being relentless and just getting after the quarterback. Like, bump the stunts, bump this, bump that. But you know what? They just got freaking Chase Young. And you know who's really good at stunning? Chase freaking Young. So, like, you can still find a way to, like, utilize the stunts. And John Chapman has said this numerous times. I, you can see I give people credit. John Chapman has said this numerous times. The only thing he doesn't like about Steve Wilkes is his disguising coverages. And, you know, when you're when you're stunting and the team knows it, easy, easy way to negate it. When you're blitzing and the team knows it, easy way to negate it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Does it really sound like I'm saying sex instead of sex? Really? I apologize to all the young people that are listening. Bubbly. Man, you have no idea how excited. We're going to have double stunts. <laughs> now, stunts do slow down the process of the rush a little bit. I think that's why, you know, my man Mike, Richard Sherman has came out and spoke about it publicly on his podcast. This is why you don't want to stunt. Because <laughs> you're, you're taking a, a half a second <laughs> away from what they do best. Attack, right? You're taking a half a second. I don't mind stunning because I, I could tell you this. If you if, if our defensive coordinator was, was uh, Vic Fangio, nobody would be complaining because guess what he did? Stunt. That was a different front look. It was a 3-4 look opposed to a 4-3 look. But at the end of the day, like, that's what he did. So I'm not mad at the stunning. I just feel like the players from the old 49er D'Amico Ryans, the who stunned it? He would stunt. He just didn't stunt at the volume as of what Steve Wilkes was doing. I do feel like, like, you know what I'm saying? You're still gonna see some stunts. And now you got Chase Young and my man Bubbly Dodge. You can stunt both ends at once. Oh my God. If people don't know what the stunt looked like, it's when like the defensive end who's lined up on the outside, like steps back. It's like a delay. It's like a delay. Uh, rush, and then they come across like a, they form an X. So dope, so cool, so cool. But those are my midseason accolades for the 49ers. And if you guys got any more midseason accolades, feel free to email them to me at the Wayne Breezy at gmail.com. Right there, boom, the Wayne Breezy at gmail.com. And I'll make sure to give you guys credit and post it up there as well. Again, make sure you guys go ahead and check out our sponsors over at residency.com so you can rock the latest drip. Your boy Breezy is rocking as well. Um, I believe I had it on in the music video at some point. I think I did. Maybe I didn't. Thought I did. Definitely packed it. But at the end of the day, go ahead and check it out. Use the promo code SF. Breezy, and you can save on your purchase. All right, let's go ahead and open up the lines. I told you I was gonna open up the lines. We got about 15 minutes. Let's see who wants to come on and talk Niners, baby. It's the bye week is officially over. The 49ers are back at practice, and I need those hot takes. I need hot takes. Sahid El Amin, I agree. 
get back to just rushing. Power, straight up, get to the goddamn quarterback by any means necessary, all right? There's the link. It's right there in the chat. Feel free to click on it, all right? Guys, remember, got to keep it clean. We got kids watching, kids at school. Probably my old students are watching. I don't know, but we'll keep it clean. It's daytime. You know how we do. Let's do it, all right? I'm going to get you guys on here, all right? You guys got about two or three minutes. Keep it keep it cool. I want to get a lot of people to call in and things like that. I want to get their takes. The bye week is over. How you guys feeling about going into the remainder of the season that's the question i want you guys to answer that's the hot take that i'm looking for give me something give me something to talk about is that a song let's give them something to talk about let's get my man case 49 on here what's going on baby what's going on breezy how you doing man i'm feeling good i'm feeling refreshed i'm feeling replenished couldn't even get the word out man but i'm good man how you doing I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing good, man. I think this bye week, you know, was good for the fans. It was good for the team. You know, we needed a little break <laughs> from what was going on. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be real positive today, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take today to do some positivity here with you, fam. You I know what it. I mean? Like, um, you asked about who is the uh, the most improved player on the defense. I'm definitely going with Diamador Lenore. Yes, sir. Uh, Demo is the dog, man. That was a good draft pick at number uh, in the fifth round. You know, I mean, we kind of knew he was a dog, but we just, you know, saw his progression and development over the past two years. And I feel like he's the number one corner out there right now. You know, I was looking at um, uh, the Bengals game, and I noticed that Demo was impressed man on some plays while Ward was playing off coverage on Chase. You know what I mean? Like, it might have been because he was covering Chase, but, you know, they, you know, they target Ward more than they target Demo. And, you know, Demo is a dog. He's bringing that energy. You know what I mean? I think, like, part of what is missing from the defense right now is dog energy, man. You know what I mean? Like, I Jimmy it. Ward leaving was a big thing because he was a captain in the secondary. He brought that dog energy to the secondary. Demo is helping to bring it. But Demo and Fred Warner and Greenlaw is not enough. Like, the D-line is always going to be the D-line. They're going to do what the D-line does. We're not worried about Armstead and Bosa and uh, Hargrave. You know what I mean? But as far as everybody else, you know, Fred Warner, he's giving these speeches every week. But it's almost like some people in the defense, you know, it's not affecting them no more, man. Like, we need to get mm. that dog energy back that left with uh, Jimmy Ward. Huff was supposed to bring it. But Huff, I feel like he's not really doing a good job replacing that leadership and that dog energy that Jimmy Ward left. Um, on the offensive side, I would have to give most improved player probably to uh, Colton McKivitz. Ooh. Simply because he's done a solid job on the right tackle side. You know, we're not hearing a lot about him getting flipped upside down and stuff like Mike McGlinchey was, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we don't really hear his name a lot, which is a good thing for an offensive lineman. I think right now Spencer Burford might be playing the worst on the offensive line. Jake It's like your connection, if you're moving around, your connection just kind of went out as so, you were speaking. So, uh, you know, we... 
We can't got to give McKibbs his credit. You know, he was. So we we definitely got you on the McKibbs. So Case's connection dropped. So he gave MIP to defensive Diamondra Lenore and offensive Colt McKibbs. What you guys think about that? Because, you know, Colt McKibbs, who though isn't one of the greatest offensive linemen in the NFL, is having a decent season. Uh, he had the first week where he gave up the three sacks, and then after that, he's been pretty good. I feel like he gave up one sack uh, a little bit later, uh, you know, and, and and things like that. Let me just get him on here so he can finish up his point, and then I'll get my man Dion and Melissa on here. In case your connection obviously dropped out, you were talking about Colton McKivitz on the offense. I think that's a great piece. Go ahead and cap it off for everybody, though. Still a connection issue. Yeah, but so I we think, can't uh, hear you Shane as of right. To... I think your connection's back in. I don't want you to talk. Go ahead. All right. So yeah, I was just gonna say, man, Shanahan has to step it up on the offense, man. We can't really blame Brock too much. You know, this is the offensive line that Shanahan wanted to go with. So I don't want to hear excuses about the offensive line. This is Shanahan's offensive line. You know, Brandon Ayuk is having a great year. Kittle is playing what Kittle is doing, what Kittle does. You know, what I mean, Shanahan has to prove that he can, you know, come out of this slump, man. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if the whole team is is bought into him, but, you know, Jimmy Ward has already told us that Shanahan can be petty with his players. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's wearing a little thin now that D'Amico and Mike McDaniel. Maybe we'll talk about that on. On no harm, no foul. Is 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 so Kyle Shanahan come out of this draft class? I think can bring a spark. I think Danny Gray could bring a spark. And yeah, I just think that yeah. they could bring a I spark. Like... I think we need a spark from the draft class. But um, yeah, I'm gonna be out, man. The right. Connection is ugly, but I appreciate you, though, Breezy. Holla at me, man. Anytime, Case. Thank you so much, bro. When I hear the name Case, I automatically go to the singer Case. You know. Touch me, tease me, uh, missing you, happily ever after. Straight up R&B, crooner, you know what I'm saying? But shout out to my man, Case49. Uh, let's get my man Dion up here from Niner Gang Podcast. There he is. What's going on, Playboy? Well, what's good with you, Breezy? How you doing, man? And I'm doing really good, man. I'm doing really good. How you feeling, man? I haven't gotten a chance to talk to you, you know, yeah. uh, we five and three. I know yeah. you got hot takes, so get mm -hmm. off. Go ahead. Uh, for me, it's just very simple. Um, it's nice that we went ahead and we got Chase Young. Um, the one thing for me is I'm going to remain cautiously optimistic about it. The reason being, young man has never finished a full season in his career. And his last two seasons, he's been injured. And unfortunately, you know, the 49ers, we could damn near put a wheelchair on our logo at times with the way that we go through injuries. So cautiously optimistic about Chase Young. Hopefully he can come here and, and, and you know, bring some wreckage from the other side and they could be able to bring that, that pressure from there. And then we just push him up into the waiting arms of Hargrave and Armstead. Um, that, that's for me. Oh, this, this guy. I'm sorry. I just... This 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 is one dude I know. If I meet in person, we 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 got a problem. He gets on my nerves. He's always in my chat, and he's always in our chats because the, I thought the he was giving fun. you props. 
Nah, he ain't giving me no props, bro. He did. He trolls. He trolls all that, day so, long. So, what the re, what the recording tape stand for? I have no idea what that is. I'm not an emoji master, bro. I'm not. I'm. Just, I'm, for, I'm 42, we ask, bro. We gotta ask Christy Marie. Like she on it. She be knowing. She, she do. Knowing. Hey, Christy. But, he gave the video tapes. Is he trying to say that Dion is dated? I don't know, man. I but I'll know. tell you this. I know the Rams are dated because they lost. <laughs> <laughs> they Hold on, I got you. Start. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Drop all the clue boss for Dion. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> but no, man. honestly, man, I, I here, here's here's the only thing I the, the number one thing I got for for Kyle. It's too very, very simple. Number one, there's a young man named George Mason. Put the man on the field, stop playing. Put yes, him on the darn field. Stop with the Elijah Mitchell experiment. Let it go, Kyle. Let it go for the life of me, brother. Let it go. I'm done with Elijah Mitchell. He can barely stay healthy, and any time he's been in at any point during the season, he has had no impact. And then the other thing, rest. I just want to – I'm going to ask you a question and just answer it. Okay. Have you watched his film? Not the game, but the film. Okay, Elijah Mitchell's film? Yes. Yeah. So you've watched the film. So on every every play designed for Elijah Mitchell, his non-impact was not his fault. If you watch the film, you will see mm-hmm. missed blocks from Jawan Jennings, offensive linemen. Like you, they're missed blocks. Mm-hmm. And so that's not his fault, right? No, I'm not. I'm not blaming him. I'm just stating there's I, a I, young man here that's been effective. Well, I'm, and, I, and, I, and to, I get it. I'm just saying yeah. why you haven't seen his impact. So it's like when Kyle puts him in, there's possibly a play that could go for a big gain. Unfortunately, as soon as the ball's high, he getting tackled in the backfield. I'm not giving him no skip. That's why when you said injuries, yeah, like that, that's that's his biggest thing. I, I just wish thing. I wish the execution of the times you see him were as effective. Like he's not a, a straight up downhill runner like a Jordan Mason who's just going to yeah, put yeah. his head down and run through the middle. Mm-hmm. And that, that, I just what I just wanted to say. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. No need to apologize. This is your show. So I, I understand where everybody comes from, but, but for me, here's my situation. When you are injured more than two seasons, I'm done. I don't want to keep looking at you come on the field, try to get on the field, try to make an impact. It's the same thing with Javon Kinlaw. And I never, I'm never wishing ill on these people. Just keep that in mind, everybody. I'm not wishing ill of them. I'm just saying maybe somewhere else is a better place for you because here it ain't worked out. And I think that Jordan Mason can have a ridiculously great impact. Honestly, if you give CMC 20 to 25 carries and you give Jordan Mason at least 10, I think we're going to be perfectly fine. And the other thing, there's a young man. Mm-hmm. From a school that my mm-hmm. man right here loves, that mm-hmm. my man right here rep to the fullest. Mm-hmm. It's Michigan. It's the Wolverines. Maybe Kyle Did won't he... play him because the scandals. I don't I, know. I'm making up. Sh- I'm making up I, stuff at this I, point. Look, at the end of the day, Ronnie Bell got a TD. Why he ain't ever played after that? Kyle, stop with the shenanigans, bro. Use your players. The guy before me said impact from the draft class. Let Ronnie Bell get busy. That's dope. Let him boogie. You know he can. 
That's and dope. he's the type of player that Shanahan loves. You can use this dude in a million different ways. Let Ronnie Bell get busy. I feel Let like Jordan Mason on the field. If you do those two things, you will switch things up. They're not preparing for Jordan Mason. You know why? Because every head, you know what every, you know what every defensive coordinator is gonna do. Man, look, he ain't gonna do nothing but get a ball to CMC. Mm-hmm. We ain't gotta worry about them other people. They, they'll be there to spell him for like two plays, and when they're in, they're probably most likely going to be blocking, or it's just gonna be a not not a real impact run play. So we don't have to prepare for them. We just gotta worry about Christian because he's the guy. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: Christian out there playing with a you know with a hurt oblique. I guarantee you, he's getting treatment on that on a consistent basis. It's not fun when your oblique hurts, especially when you are running. It is very painful. And him getting hit and taken down and all that, I applaud CMC for how his warrior-like mentality. But there are sometimes you have to – you, as a head coach, have to stop players from hurting themselves. You have to sit them down and go, look, man, I'm going to have you in here. You're going to get about 20 because you got this oblique injury. We're going to let JP get a little bit of this burn just to kind of spell you a little bit. I know CMC, coach put me in, I'm good. Coach put me in, I'm good. Sometimes you must stop them from themselves and allow yourself to hit the defense with a different look. If they can, we come in with Jordan Mason and this is smash mouth and they, they ain't looking for him to, you know, go left, go right, do this, do that, all, all of the shifty stuff that CMC does. And Jordan comes right at you and hits you in the mouth. It's like, okay, wait a minute, hold on. We ain't game plan for all that. If you put Ronnie Bell in and just do a double reverse with Ronnie Bell. Boom. I got, you know, I got B.A. Oh, no, B.A. ain't got the ball. Bell to like find ways to get busy. You are such everybody lauds you for being the most creative mind in football. Everybody's running a version of your offensive scheme, all that. Well, then show up everyone else and show them you can use other players because it seems to me right now that the reason that we aren't able to get busy on offense is because we keep keying in on the same people and they're ready for that. I can take away George Kittle. That's easy. I'll go ahead and put a linebacker and a safety on a boom. Now he's not open. Right. Debo ain't playing. Don't have to worry about the next receiver. Ayuk is. I got to worry about him a little bit, but not too much. And it's easier for me to contain one wide receiver rather than two or possibly even three. It's just figuring out I hope this whole week that's what he was doing, concocting a different way to add everyone into the plan. Danny Gray healthy. He should be ready to play. Why have we not seen him? What about this Darrell Luter Jr. dude? Everybody lauded, talked all kinds of crazy about how great he was as a DB. Where is he at? Why are we making a move to sure up the defensive line, which we always do every year, but we ain't saying, okay, well, this guy's healthy now. Put him on the field. Where's Sam Womack? Where's all like this? We have a litany of talent here, and we got to utilize all of it. And we can't keep using the same people because it, it makes us predictable. And Kyle, I don't want you to be predictable. I want you to be unpredictable. I want teams to fear you again. Right now, everyone looked at what Cleveland did, found that blueprint. And now they're just like, well, the line, the old line is trash. So we just going to rush out. If we stack five in there and they ain't getting that ball out, ain't nobody getting open, ain't nobody doing nothing. You know, we didn't find a way to limit Brock Purdy to 17 game. Easy. So he has to figure out 
how to bring him out of that slump. And for me, honestly, if we get another 17-point game from Brock Purdy and another L, I'm going to have some questions. I know he has to have a full season and everything, but hey, everybody ripped Trey Lance to shreds when he could barely even get on the field. Kyle wouldn't even want to put him on there. And then when he did, he used him like a running back. We ripped Jimmy G to shreds for all of the things that he did. So why is Brock Purdy magically getting a pass? You don't get no pass. You get this work like everybody else. You screw up, you get talked about the same way. Nobody is above reproach. I just want Brock to figure it out, and I want Kyle to figure it out on offense. Open the door for us to do things because our defense will play harder when they know our offense is going to score points. I can tell you right now as a defensive player, I don't want to intercept. If I'm a DB, I don't want to intercept the ball on a consistent basis. To do what? Give the offense the ball so they could do nothing? That's a bad That's a bad approach then. It's a bad approach, but at the end of the day, am I wrong? No, yeah, you have fuck. Yeah, you wrong. If you're a what? DB, you they want as many. It. You it don't matter what the offense do. If you're a DB, you it go doesn't. intercept the pass. It doesn't. Your job is to do your job. Just because the offense ain't doing their job shouldn't stop you from doing your job. So you're telling me you're meant. That's what's wrong with the team. Their mentality is all out of whack. Because if they're thinking the way you're thinking, I got questions for the, the the mentalities of the offense. I don't get you don't see Cleveland fucking defense saying that shit. You don't see nope. one Cleveland player with that mentality, right? They nope. go out there and do their job week in and week out. They don't care if their quarterback, PJ Walker, Tiny Tim, Lou Bob, they don't care. They're gonna do their job. That's the only pushback you get from me, Dion. But you're a great caller. I gotta get Melissa on here because I got I, I got I, I gotta play 2K at one o'clock. I gotta play. Oh, it's after oh, one o'clock. oh, oh yeah. snap! Go get, hey, get that yeah. smoke. Take yeah. hey, take him to town with Jason Tatum. Get him, yeah, Breezy. Listen, basketball season is here. Like get it's him. here. No, get him. Just, no, I love you, bro. Love you, bro. <laughs> That's my guy. I gotta get my girl on, Melissa. What's good? Hey, Breezy. Hey, you sound so crystal clear. I love it. What's going on? How you been? And I need these. I need your hot take. It's been a minute. Uh, my hot take is Dion's wrong because I watch the Steelers all the time, and the Steelers D always shows up no matter what the offense does. His mentality and, and I, was I, I wrong. That's what it was. I, I also think I'm not taking a shot at him because I, I really do love Dion and how he keeps it real. But the defense should not base their their play on the offense, and I think that it'll I also agree. further hurt the defense long run because right now everyone is looking at the defense with like rose colored glasses. You know, like they're all obsessed with like the past sacks and the the pretty plays and the dominance and being up there with the 85 Bears and the 2000 Ravens and the 2002 Buccaneers and all that fun stuff that we love comparing them to in past years. We forget that there was hate, like Breezy, so much hate, not just on your channel, but everywhere for Solid and D'Amico Ryan. So you remember like for like two months solid, Mm -hmm. you remember every single chat, it was like every other comment, it was like, Mm-hmm. When are the Jets firing Salah? When are the Jets firing Salah? When are the Jets firing Salah? Like, they, they I, would I, not I just, give I, I, D'Amico Ryan's a chance. I, I'm just... And but, he was but, in building. He was in building and he wouldn't get a chance. I swear, Mike and I have been preparing <laughs> stuff 
for the defensive coordinating show because I, yo, I have to say this before I let you finish. It was fun. Let's talk. No, 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 no. Let's talk about the Miami Dolphins game for Robert Sala. His worst defensive coordinating game of his life. Life. I'm talking life. Like, since he been whatever. You remember? Who was the kid? Brian? Brian? Brian Wilson? Brian Hill? Brian? Somebody Brian. Remember they picked him up? Because our nickel back kept getting injured. And then we lost... We lost Shark that year. For We lost Shark for some time. We lost the other kid that we had for the year. And then we had wasn't to pick that, up s- somebody, Brian. Wasn't game where Witherspoon also, like, sat himself because he was getting all frustrated? I felt like that was the like, year under D'Amico. Brian Allen. God dang it. I knew it was a Brian. Don't you remember that, Brian Allen? We gave up it 40 was, points. It, this- was 20, it was 2020. And it was, like, the year of bad. And, and it doesn't matter. He was trash. I, I, I blacked that's out. That's the game he should have been fired. Like, I blacked out that name. I, I like. I, I love twenty twenty three for a bunch of reasons, but I, I blacked out that name. It was so bad. Um, Sorry, I, and I know his name <laughs> doesn't get any reverence, just like number ten, who I still won't say his name, and I'm not talking Jimmy Garoppolo. But you understand what I'm saying? That yeah. was the game. You know why that game pissed me off? I never saw a prevent defense played on first down, second down, third down, fourth down, fifth down, sixth down, seventh. We just played prevent. We it was prevent, 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 prevent. I was like, what in the world is this defense? I remember. I'm telling you, he had bad moments. D'Amico Ryan's, you brought it up, bad moments, but they gave him chances. So where are you going with this? Because I know my you're point, going somewhere. My point is like. Everyone keeps blaming the Wilkes system, right? They keep saying that he's not allowing these people to do anything, right? But how are we calling it the Wilkes system when Wilkes has been known to be a 3-4 guy and he's adapting to the team and trying to bring out their best stuff while still cracking down on all the issues that we hated on D'Amico Ryans, which was the run game would destroy us, running quarterbacks would destroy us, and the entire middle of the defense was subpar if it wasn't for Fred Warner and Drake Greenwell being all over people. Like, there were so many things that we were so hypercritical of, and we were like, thank God we're getting this DB guru to kind of shore up things to make things easier. It's just like, it's so easy for everyone to blame the DC because he's outside and because he's the new thing, and it's so much easier to blame the guy and not the players. And it, it, it kills me that Kyle does not have his back the way he had with his guys. Like, it, I think it would be different if it was like a Johnny Holland or a Chris Becerra because they're in the system and the, they have the equity and they have that, you know, knowledge and they've been around the players. But to say this is all on Wilkes' fault because he's up in the booth or he's not like uh, on the field rah rahing with the guys like everybody else, like, that's not who Steve Wilkes is. And I don't think this is what the, the defense thing needs. I think. The defense has so long been dependent on so much fire on the sideline. Like they have to step up and and earn those captain patches that they have. I think they need to be the the, the masters of their own fate and, and just take credit for what they're doing wrong. Like Steve Wilkes is not the one blowing these tackles. Steve Wilkes is not the one 
getting these weird uh, jumping the, the snap count things. Like Steve Wilkes is not obsessing over pick sixes and, and breaking off lanes. Like that's not a, a Wilkes thing. Like that's their thing. And I think it's really disheartening when it, it just, we want to gloss over all the things when we were getting 30 points and not talking about the issues. And now that we're on like a losing streak, it's like, pushing all the blame to one person just to gloss over what's really going to hold the Niners back in the long term. I think you got the most ding-dings pause, like, <laughs> ever. Like, I just, I put my mic on mute, and I have my button, my finger working on the button. Like, like, that, like, and, and listen, I'm not saying that Steve Wilkes isn't part of the blame. Oh, I think his, I think, I, I, I think his language and the way he's utilizing the players is a little bit different, and they haven't been able to properly execute it as of yet. So I think that could be an issue. But I, at the I, end of the day, I, those players got to execute. He, they have no, to execute. No, crazy. I do have one major, major issue with Steve Wilkes, and this is what really scares me long term for the Niners. He doesn't have that alpha aggressive dog the way all our past. You mean his mentality, like the way the other coaches were with the players? The way he speaks, the way he he comes up. Um he's he's very collected, you know. He he's like he's kind of like Joe Burrow, like as a a coordinator. He's like very even keeled, he talks factually, but he doesn't really get really too high or too low. Yeah. Um even when they have those shots where he goes up to the booth and he's upset or something, you don't really see him like showing that much emotion. Like he'll just like maybe frustratedly like turn the page. But I think what helped the Niners was when we had another coordinator that could push back against Kyle. And I don't think Wilkes has that same kind of mentality where he can push back against Kyle, you know, like, Mm. Sala would come out in press conferences, even in our worst year, and say, I can't tell you about our, our updates on the injured players because that's Kyle. Like, he was not afraid to go at Kyle. I felt like D'Amico was the same way. He would not allow Kyle to put all the blame on the defense and the defensive players and the defensive output. And I don't think Wilkes kind of has that that um, same kind of personality. And I think that's kind of what's being shown now like the players are like well if this guy don't have our back we're not going to have his back and so you can have kind of have now like Nick Bosa going to the press conference and saying how things are different this year and they're not the same and I I think that is concerning for me more than anything else listen you spoke facts and that was dope so (laughs) I appreciate you for coming on thank you it's good to see you it's good to see you too. Uh, Breezy, I have a real quick, quick question for you. Um, do you think, and I'm, this is my hopeful side, do you think if all of them play, do we see another uh, repeat performance of a touchdown for all of the Yak brothers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars? If all, so, so you're saying if Kiddo, Debo, and Ayuk, just like last we get year. three different touchdowns from those players? Yeah. I, I mean it I mean it's it's possible. I just really feel like um just just having Debo out on the football field just gives just makes things I want to say just so much easier for the offense to be fluid like and so I, with him being there I, I actually highly disagree with that. See, I okay. That's I, fair. I highly disagree with that. It's just cuz kind of what like Dion was saying um 
I feel like Kyle loves his guys, you know, to a fault. I feel like the more dependent we are on the the proven equities, the more that we hurt ourselves on on offense. Um, So I think when Debo's out there and Kyle Juszczyk is out there and all the people who have had that equity or or the captainship or have the 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 big payday things um we we kind of go away from what we have and it's not like past years where we didn't have enough talent on offense to to spread the ball or to do other things i feel like they're just so hyper zoned in on certain guys that whether it works or it doesn't work we're too afraid to go outside of that and that's I get, what I think I, the I, offense kind of is missing. But if those players can't execute what the play caller is calling, then that's why you can't go outside of that. So that's no, no, why no, no. I understand. That, like, but, that that's why for me, him him being there is the key because because of the looks that they present offensively. So if you break football down into personnel packaging. And you have an extra player on the field that is labeled a running back or wide receiver or whatever, a slash player, opposed to just mm-hmm. putting a wide receiver out there, it changes the way the defenses defend. So when you have Debo out there who is labeled what? A wide receiver, and then you move him into the backfield, oh shoot. The defense is like they're in 21 personnel, but they got an extra guy that can do, oh shoot. Right, whether he gets the ball or not isn't the issue. I'm not saying Debo is the guy. I'm just saying his factor is forcing the defenses to play different. And you can say I'm wrong all you want. All I know is when he was there, we put up 30, and when we he wasn't, we put up 17. And you could put that on Trent Williams not being there as well. But I highly that that's I highly doubt it because the ball was getting out of Brock's hand super quick, and it still was getting out of his hand super quick without Trent. We just actually, didn't have the matchups out there. I actually think it's you're you're correct in a way, and I also think it has something to do with um, Banks being like dinged up. So it's not just Trent's gone; it's the, Banks isn't the, healthy. Yeah, uh, I think Brendel has taken a big step back, um, and I also think we shouldn't be so afraid to use the young guys like. You can, I absolutely don't I, think I, that I, it's all I get, I, that, on that's Kyle what we, because Kyle's That's what we want to see. But if young guys can't block, that's an issue. Because guess what will happen? Get somebody killed. Yeah, let me just that. explain. Let me explain to you. I watched Juwan Jennings on the play Elijah Mitchell came in the game miss his block. Is he a young guy? He's yeah. a veteran. So if the veterans aren't doing it, and this is why he's not a number one or a number two, but he has to be number two when your number one or number two is out – when the veterans are missing those blocks, man, I just think Kyle has trust issues with young players. That's a whole nother topic. I got to get Javon on here. That's a whole nother conversation for us to go into. I think that's Kyle's issue because I know what we want to see. We know what we've seen in preseason, but that was against twos and threes, right? So now we're asking a rookie to go do it against the big boys, the varsity team somewhat. And so, like, if 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 if, if it ain't, by default, where there's an injury and you got to play, 
I don't think Kyle trusts them young boys out there. I think that's what it is. And we see it with all the rookies. I do got to give this breaking news because speaking of rookies <laughs> and speaking of young guys, we got some players back. Samuel Womack, Darrell Luter Jr., and Robert Bill have returned to practice today. And that's what I'm talking about. So some of these young guys are back on the defensive side. And I'll just tell you this, Melissa, out of all these three players, you haven't seen two of them play yet. Who are you most excited for? Anyone that could break up the monotony of Mooney Warden is Oliver right now. Anyone. I love it. I love it. Any... It's so frustrating. I feel like we're back to like begging for like the Josh Norman and all the other guys that just came in because they're vets. And it, it, it makes me sad because. I really had so much hope for the corners this year, and it's just like it's Diamador Lenore, and then what the hell are we gonna get this week? I just think we get some if if Womack the third is healthy. <laughs> wait, 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 because you because because special teams will be better number one, and number two, please play him outside. So Ronnie Bell is playing good on special teams when he's yeah used. yeah yeah. Now you got two gunners. I love it. And now Crazy. you relieve Did the... you see the way he tackled that guy? Yes. And Tyler Warner was like the first person to come congratulate him. Like Yes. But people have been asking, where's Jordan Mason? Hold on. I got my own ding ding. Hold on. <laughs> so now when you get Womack back, guess who you can relieve duties on special team? Hopefully Ross Dolly. No, no Jordan Mason. Dolly. So now Jordan Mason may get bumped back up into the running back position before they needed him on special teams they needed him to do this they needed him to do that so now you're getting players back you're getting reinforcements back guys that can go back on special teams so that the other guys can move up on the depth chart i think that's a good thing so jordan mason this may be a week where we see the ground and pound game christian mccaffrey jordan mason and maybe on third down elijah mitchell i don't know but listen so on on the christian mccaffrey thing real quick do you think that now that he tied the record for most consecutive games with a touchdown we can finally kind of see Christian no, McCaffrey he has not to, he has so to, he has heavily. To, he has to break the record, right? Okay, so let, let's say he breaks it on Sunday, right? Yeah. Can we finally please move on from just Christian McCaffrey being used? So I feel like the only other really running back that's being used beside Christian McCaffrey, and people will say Elijah I, Mitchell, is Kyle Juszczyk, and it's driving me crazy breezy. I, I can't, I can't down, move on. Down, fourth down. We're using Kyle Juszczyk to get short yardage, and he does not have that that motor the way that a young player could get those hard yards. Listen, if I'm paying you $8 million to get one freaking yard, you better be able to get one freaking yard. I don't care how you do it. You're getting $8 million to play limited plays. This is not a shot at Kyle Juszczyk. I'm just telling you, these guys are getting paid. I've been complaining about this since, like, I'm just telling you that they're getting paid, all right? They're getting paid to execute. If uh, and and people don't want to hear this, but Christian McCaffrey is the highest paid running back in the league at 14 million dollars. I'm going to use all 14 million dollars worth of it. Hopefully, it doesn't put him in some type of harm's way. But he's the bell cow of the 49ers running back game. Like it's a if you just told me there's a big drop off between him and Elijah Mitchell, and everybody wants to see Jordan Mason, we just don't know what his deficiencies are because we're not seeing much. The only thing we see him do is run. But when there's pass protection out there, he misses blocks. Like, that's a problem. It'll get your quarterback killed. 
Melissa, I got to get Javon on. I got to get up off here, but thank you for joining. So nice to talk to you again. You too, as always. All right, Javon, close this out, baby. How's it going, Breezy? Can you hear me all right? We hear you clearly. Thank you for being patient and waiting. We appreciate you. Yeah, man. Shout out to the faithful, first and foremost. And um, and shout out to y'all calling in, too. I feel like after uh, what Dion's like kind of ended off, how he ended the call, it kind of let people kind of mishandle what, what he was really saying from the start. Uh, I've look, been looking at the chat. But the main point we got to get through is that we need to play Jordan Mason. Okay. We have to play him. Why we why do why why do we I just want to ask why do we have to play him? We don't have another running back like him. We don't. He's not, he's the most explosive player when you give him the ball. We have to play him. That's first and foremost. I think that this is a crime going on right now. That it's middle of the season and we're barely seeing him. At this point in time, I get, yeah, you're, you're probably thinking Christian McCaffrey right now, but. Oh, it's definitely Christian from McCaffrey. Him, <laughs> aside like, from him, mm-hmm. we got to play Jordan Mason. We're, it, that's just the first problem right now. Like, we, we, we get into all these debates about all this other stuff, whose fault it is so, when we lose and things like that. So, so, so we aren't winning games because we're not playing Jordan Mason? I didn't say that. I'm, I'm, so I'm so why you. do we have so so the back to the question why do we have to play him because if you want to see what's the first problem that's going on with the 49ers because mm-hmm. we're trying like I said we're trying to find out who's to blame is it Wilkes is it this is it that is first and foremost before we you got to start with step one then you move then you move on to everything else afterwards Agreed. step on. one is play gotcha. Jordan Mason you okay. got to put him in the game this dude is a different breed he, he's he, like I said, like that's the first thing Dion came here and was talking about. And then I, and then you start looking at the chat after what he said at the end. And then you feel like everyone's just forgetting about it. There's not enough. There's not enough talk about it. There's not enough questions being asked to Kyle Shanahan why he's not play, being played. We, we need to solve this right now. It's the middle of the season. It's, now is time to go down the stretch. Let's focus on step one. Play Jordan Mason. This has to be done. It's a crime going on that he is barely touched. What is it, 20 carries that he has going through the middle seat? You got to give him more than that, Breezy. You got to give him more than that. I mean, I get it. We got a lot of running backs, but I just, I just disagree with it. But I, I understand where you guys are coming from. Uh, I do. Like I said, there's many debates going on. Whose fault is this? Who's this and that? But. There's one thing all 49ers should agree on is that this dude is for real. So can I ask you a question? Let's say we didn't have Jordan Mason. Would you still agree we need to play Elijah Mitchell? That's hard to say because he gets hurt so much. See, that's not that, that, that the real, I'm I'm just asking the question. I mean, do you, do you, we, we leave out the other factors. All we know from Jordan Mason is he can run, Right. Can he block? As I said, give him the ball. Give can him the bl- ball. Can he block? I mean, everybody else on that team can block. We got our wide receivers can block. Our tight ends can block. The other running backs can block. All everyone else, you know, I, you can. I've just said, about the line. Listen, I agree with you. Jordan Mason needs to play. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just trying to give you the 
the sense of two things. I think Jordan Mason is utilized heavily on special teams, and that's where they need him, and he's dressed because oh, of yeah. that. So he's like more of the emergency running back because Elijah Mitchell is back. If Elijah Mitchell wasn't there, Jordan Mason would be number two. Clearly, right? So I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Do you think Mitchell's better than than Jordan Mason? Does he better overall as a running back? Yes. Right now? I'm not talking about just running the game. I'm talking no, about no, just right as a pass. Going into over, this game versus the Yes. Bags. As a running back, he doesn't miss blocks. He doesn't miss. The Niners do play action pass. If Jordan Mason is out there and misses the block, somebody's going to kill Brock Purdy. I don't think you want that. I think that, to me, is where the Niners are slacking. They're not play action passing a lot anymore. And so I agree I agree with Mason needs to, to get some touches. He's explosive. He's he's getting explosive runs. I agree with that. So slip a couple of in there, slip a couple of those in there. But what happens when the Niners can't get him off on the field and they gotta run a different pass? He misses a block or something. This has happened too, by the way. And next thing you know, there's a sack, and then all of a sudden the Niners are out of scoring position. So it it's it's a give or take both ways. So like at the end of the day, I think for me, Kyle Shanahan is if you can't pass protect, he doesn't invest in his offensive line, right? So his main thing is to make sure the wide receivers can block, the tight ends can block, and the running backs can block. And I think if you're lacking in that department, I think that's why the trust goes to Elijah Mitchell. If Elijah Mitchell wasn't there, he has no choice but to use Jordan Mason. And what have teams been doing against the 49ers a lot? Blitzing. And if he's missing the blitzer, oh, God. So, like, not saying he can't You're talking about with the pass, though. Give him, I'm saying get him but, more but, carries. But he but but my point carries. is he I and I agree, but what happens when he has to be out there on a passing down? It's not an easy substitution. Like he, he has to stay out there and then if if he gets a twenty yard run but then gives up a sack for negative eight or nine yards and then if uh, it's just it's just a it's just a weird it's, uh, he's still learning pass pro. Once he masters that, that yeah. he's he would be the next man up, guarantee it. Like now here's how here's how you're gonna have to utilize him then. If you if you okay. think his pass protection is just horrendous, mm-hmm. then if oh man, come on connection. Your connection went out. All right, My you're bad. back. I was getting a call. Okay, but I'm gonna say this real quick, and then we can get up out of here. Because if if you're gonna if you're gonna utilize this guy to, as far as like pass protect, then let's not do that. If you know you're gonna have to pass, set him up for a screen. Set him mm-hmm. up for set him up for a pass play. Give it to him like that. And and, and at, at the end of the day, that should be it. Set him up for the pass plays. Give him the ball. Cycle him out for for someone else that can do pass protect. But he should have more than 20 touches at this point in the season. Way more. This dude is way too good with the ball in his hands so, to not be utilized. Okay. I uh, look, I look, I I I I I in the run game, yes. In the rest of the football, no. That's the way I see it. That's the way it's been. He's on special teams. So he's doing he's doing more than just running the ball. He's on special teams as a gunner to make sure that nobody's getting big yards. He's 
that that that's and that to me is probably why you're not seeing him utilized in the run game as much because they need him out there for that. Like I guarantee you, now that you got Womack back, maybe this relieves his duties on special teams, and then he moves back up and you get more touches on offense. That's what I'm hoping for. Remember, injuries hinder players from doing certain things because other players got to step up and fill other roles. And so I don't think the Niners realized what they were going to have in a gunner with Ronnie Bell because last year it was Womack and Mason as your gunners. This year, Womack's been out. Ronnie Bell stepped up. So guess who it is? It's Mason and Ronnie Bell. Now that Womack is back, you ease him back on special teams, you relieve Jordan Mason, and then maybe he gets those touches you were talking about on offense. That's what he needs. Let's just give him more touches, man. Like, like I, I love the way we're playing football, you know, aside from these three losses. But, but like I said, we got to start with step one. And I, and I think that it's giving this guy way more carries. You you got to give him the ball. He's young. He's healthy. Elijah Mitchell's coming off of surgery every year. So giving him the ball, because that's what that's all I see is Elijah Mitchell doing is when he's in the, when he's in the game is they're handing the ball off to him and he's having trouble picking up three yards. We got to give it to Jordan Mason. I agree. We're going to have to give him more carries. And if if you feel like we can't do the pass protect, then let's try to avoid that at all costs. But that doesn't mean he shouldn't get the ball. I don't think that's his. I don't think that's his only flaw. I just think that he has certain things that he's still learning in this offense. Does that? Does that make sense? Like the the offense is super complicated. So running the ball up the middle, one, two, no, I three, get that. Yeah. Right. He I got that, that, right? It's it's yeah. it's the motions. It's the lining up on the right side of the field. It's the it's the little nuances of Kyle Shanahan. Jordan Mason will probably be a starting running back and some of these other less complicated offenses, but for some reason it's hard to crack this one because you gotta know that playbook in and out. Like it's really tough. It's really tough. Really tough. So, but You've listen, seen him versus the Cowboys, man. You've seen it. You, I saw the whole 49ers team versus the Cowboys, bro, and they were dominant. The defense was yeah. dominant. The offense was dominant. We were playing with a crazy lead. We could use Jordan Mason when you're playing with a crazy lead. The Niners haven't been playing with a crazy lead. They've been playing from behind, so you trust your playmakers. You try to figure them out. I think that's why you've seen less Jordan Mason. But at the end of the day, I'm hoping he gets at least 10 to 12 carries a game going forward. At least something minimal. like that. Something like that. Yeah. But I yeah, yeah, that that's pretty much it. Like I said, that's not the that's not a problem that we're having. There's many things you can look at. But I, like I said, step one is we're gonna have to give this guy more carries. And then we can talk about all the rest. All right, brother. I appreciate it. Starting with step one, back to the basics. I love it. I love it. Javon, thank you for calling in, bro. Appreciate you, Breezy. All Good right, man. You. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. There we have our call in. We have our hotline. Listen, Trip Williams did not return to, well he didn't participate in practice i want to make sure i say that right that's per eric branch he did not participate in practice but debo samuel is practicing all right debo samuel is practicing all right just wanted to give you a quick update on what's going on with the niners listen 4 p.m easter standard time no harm no foul it's going to be a crazy show uh make sure you tune in it's only a 30 minute show so we got to give it to you hot and, and ready, baby. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I love y'all. I wanted to save this Super Chat contribution for the very end. This is from World Logan 1. Curious to know if he got his name from Wolverine or is his real name Logan? All right, because that's my favorite character, Logan Wolverine. 
same person to me. Uh, or Weapon X. However you want to look at it. <laughs> um, listen, hey, Breeze. Love, uh, been a Niner fan since 1989. All right, we're going back into my era. I like it. Um, I like what you do. Keep doing you, bro. Uh, uh, live video, too. Shout out to the faithful and the nitty-gritty. Peace and love. Listen, World Logan Love, I got to give you the fall horn for touching down. Thank you for the super chat contribution. We do appreciate it. And then, listen, I, I, yeah, I, I do. Like, I, I tell you what, man, the forces... They out, they out there, man. They out to get me. I don't care what people say. I just, I just, can I give a huge shout out to the Twitter faithful that just showed up and showed out yesterday? Yesterday was a, a really weird down day. I don't create content on Sundays. And man, it was hard for me not to say certain things, but if you guys are following me on Twitter, you'll know what happened. You know what went down. But the faithful, man, you guys are A freaking plus. Like A plus. Y'all, y'all are the real ones. The real ones are. I, I feel like those, like, y'all, if you know me, you know me. This ain't about a dollar for me, right? But if you know me, you know me. Am I looking to to find ways to live and eat and support my family? Absolutely. This is what I'm doing for a living. But at the end of the day, if y'all know me, you know the real me, and I'm going to leave it at that. Listen, tune in 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. No harm, foul, no harm, no foul with Mike Andrews. It's going to be real. Shout out to all the members of the Breezy Brunch crew, all the subscribers to the channel. If you're new, click that subscribe button. Make sure your alerts are on all and on. I appreciate you guys. Stay up. Don't forget, man, take that Faithful to the Bay video and push it. We need to get that video up to the numbers. We want 100K on that video. I'm not going to keep adding it. It's on YouTube. Let's get the video to 100K. I'm going to ask you guys to help me do so. Shout out to Travis King, Lake City Fresh, everybody on the song, Nobi the director, everybody that was a part of it once again. I appreciate all the callers for calling in on the show. I love y'all. Man, stay up. Stay faithful. Always keep it nitty gritty. We'll see you at 4 and then back at 7, baby. We back to work. I be sipping gold bar, whiskey on the rocks, and a 24 karat gold on a watch. My 7-1 Chevy be tipping nonstop. Sounding like Trent Williams on the block. So you know we can't stop. We be banging through your speakers. Wayne on the filter in the bleachers. You can tune into my show and I'm a teacher. Wayne Breezy the phone.